The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, gobble, gobble, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and that means it's Survivor Series, and we're chatting all about it here on Wrestling Inc., and you've got Triple J, the winner of the Wrestling Inc. War Games uh, match to get here, uh, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Jimmy Corduroy Corderas. <laughs> Justin, how was your Thanksgiving? I feel like I haven't chatted with you in a while. It's been since Monday, but it was pretty good. Uh, too long, if you ask me. Too long. I know <laughs> it was. It, it was pretty good. It was. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, I got. I got. I had, I had a turkey that was smoked. Smoked Ooh. turkey, plus some ham. I'm a sucker for some deviled eggs. Got that as well. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It, it was. I was feeling pretty oozy when it was all said and done. <laughs> deviled eggs if you had like a, a plate of them and like every time i ate one if every time i looked away you put another one in its place i would probably eat them until i die you know <laughs> and if, he, I, if i didn't realize that they had ran out i would just keep going and yeah that'd you be know dangerous. and like full disclosure i'm not a huge egg person for breakfast like occasionally you know a dippy egg with some toast if i'm in the mood i, I gotta be in the breakfast mood for that occasionally I'm not a big hard-boiled egg guy. Again, occasionally, maybe one finds its way onto the salad, and I'm I'm okay with it. But like, there's something about those deviled eggs, man. And Jimmy, how about you? Did you have some? I, I don't know, like maple syrup. Uh, well, there we didn't we didn't really celebrate Thanksgiving because uh, we had ours in October. And the thing that you guys get right in the United States is you have your Thanksgiving on a Thursday which gives you basically a four day weekend. We have mm -hmm. ours on a Monday and it's just like a regular three day weekend. Uh, if you have your, your holiday on a Monday. So uh, again, there's the exchange rate. We get three days, you guys get four. 
So, uh, but, um, you know, uh, I remember some, some fun times on Thanksgiving days traveling in the States, especially that very first one in Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio, suburban Cleveland. And yeah, I've, I've enjoyed some great Thanksgivings in the U S yeah. I'm petitioning to move Thanksgiving to Wednesday so we can just make it a whole week off, but I, oh. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, we've got an awesome show to chat about today. Survivor series. Uh, Jack, how was your Thanksgiving? Yes. I, I ate so much food. I, this, what so, do you, what, 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 what do you hippies? You're, you're, you're Seattle, <laughs> you're Seattle removed to LA big bolstric hair and the nice warm climate. What do you, what do you do? Uh, did I mean, don't, I mean, did, did you hello fresh your Thanksgiving? What did you do? Seattle to LA is the like a super hippie uh, <laughs> waiting to happen. We just had some avocado toast. Of you course know. you did. <laughs> of course you did. No, we we did. How was the seaweed smoothie? For- <laughs> the nice seaweed. We had some uh, some wheatgrass and you know just all all the seriously. Usual. How was it? How was it? It was it was fantastic. We did cla- like tur- classic turkey, mashed potatoes, mm. stuffing, nice. gravy, all that good stuff. Uh, it's I love that. I I love Thanksgiving food. It's so mm. filling. It makes me feel so heavy. But you know, it's so funny because you eat like crazy on Thanksgiving and then you're like okay, I'm going to take it easy for a little bit. And then Friday rolls around and you're like, there's all these leftovers and there's only one person who can finish them before they go bad. And that's me. <laughs> so then you just keep on eating terribly. But uh, I want to tell you on the leftovers, I, I like, I mean, I, and I like leftovers. I'm a big I leftovers guy. I know some, yeah, I know some friends and families that like, they have like an aversion to leftovers or something just yucky to them. I, I have no problem having boxes of food that I'll heat up. But mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'm normally I'm normally a heated up guy. I don't like cold pizza. I want my pizza heated back up. I'll say this with turkey. Though. If you get some nice turkey, get the white meat and it's still cold, put it on, slap it between some bread, put some mayonnaise with that sucker. Mm-hmm. A, a cold turkey sandwich ain't so bad on the next day. No, no, it ain't. And, and, and I'll tell you something else about leftovers, especially coming from someone who outkicked his coverage when he married someone who can cook like my wife can. Um, my goodness. But, you know, it, it, it's good that night she makes it, but on the next day when I, all the seasonings and all the, the flavors kind of like just gel and mesh and soak in together the next day, it just like, I don't know, there's something special about it. You're right. There's some foods that are better left on the, on the second Second mm-hmm. heat, like you talk about like gumbo. I love me some gumbo. Mm. Chill the gumbo and then reheat it the next Ooh. day. Talk about the spices and the flavors getting together. Gumbo, my friend. There you go. And there's something about it being like it, when you eat leftovers as breakfast, like in the morning when mm. it's an evening meal. I don't know. There's something about it. I just I love I love leftovers. I'm I'm mm. all about leftovers. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy happy for that. Mm. Uh, we have some leftovers here in the chat with us. Thank you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I've called you leftovers. I'm trying to segue everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for being in the chat, everyone. Uh, Justine and Donald and Steven and Ricky and Jeff and Jakey Bakey. That's a name I haven't seen here in the uh, the chat here. Uh, Ricky, of mm-hmm. course, uh, Garris and M. Rouse in the house. Joey Santa Cruz. Chris Aldridge, we got a good turnout here tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for joining us live. Adam McFarland, Jeff Lopez, uh, you guys, thanks so much for being here in the chat with us. If you're listening later, make sure to hit the like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, always appreciated. Leave a five-star review with a little comment in there. We could use a nice little comment on Apple Podcasts. 
sure. been a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we got a uh, just to kick things off. We already got a super chat. Let's go ahead. Mm. <laughs> oh, I did not realize this name until I said it. Until I saw it. But hey, I, I read the names. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. You Janus is says uh, happy. This bloodline with Sammy story continues. Good main event and pay per view overall. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll obviously get into the main event in a little bit here, fellas. But just I want to start with you. Uh, Survivor Series has sort of fallen from grace from being one of the big four over the past uh, couple of years. Do you feel like this was a statement in becoming a big four event again? Well, first off, uh, Hugh Janus, uh, he's very <laughs> Hugh Morris. Yes. Um, so props to him. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I have been uh, I, I have been harping for years how Survivor Series is outdated, and I always say it, and I always put the asterisks of. I'm a Survivor Series baby. I'm on the November 22nd birthday. So I always celebrate in or around or on Survivor Series. My first pay-per-view I ever attended live was the 95 Survivor Series in Landover, Brett versus uh, Diesel. So I have a lot of fond to the heart memories of Survivor Series. But the concept is outdated for 2020. It's, it's been outdated for several years. Um, you know, seeing 10, 10 TV names is not a... <laughs> a main event attraction uh, like it once was 35 years ago when you would see TV names up against enhancement talent. So, yeah, I think Triple H putting his touch on the war games that they have, they have the, um, the intellectual property and ownership of the war games concept and name. Obviously Triple H exercised it in NXT. Great, but NXT is not raw or SmackDown. And so I, I think, yeah, I think, I think tonight, even just on paper, it already solidified a rebirth for Survivor Series, and then we'll talk about the delivery. But yeah, it it gave Survivor Series stakes. It mattered. It was not the glorified bragging rights of Red Brand versus Blue Brand. Mm-hmm. Now, Jimmy, you never refed a War Games match, no. right? No. Uh, were you able to watch many? Did you follow War Games much? Because you were kind of busy with your own wrestling company working. Did you mm-hmm. watch a? Any of these war games matches or anything like that? Were you a fan of them back in the day? I, I was, and and believe it or not, we did used to watch uh, the other brand even on Monday nights on Raw before the the brand split when we worked uh, all the shows. Uh, there'd be Monday nights where, for example, uh, in the I'll give you an example. One night, the trainers' room, uh, you know, would have the TV on and be on Nitro because we went live at nine o'clock at that time, not eight mm-hmm. o'clock, and they started at eight. So for the first hour, if you weren't doing any of any of the, um, the the syndicated show matches that they were taping before Raw, you know you'd sneak in there and you'd start watching. And I remember one night I forget where we were exactly, but uh, we're watching you know Nitro and uh, you know the boss knew we were watching. And as he walks by, that unmistakable voice is "Turn that shit off," you know, and everybody's scrambling to hide behind the the, the trainer's table and stuff like that. And, and then as he's walking away, you can hear him laughing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, we paid attention. And War Games was 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 a concept where I thought was pretty cool. You know, the two rings and the cage surrounded by the cage and stuff like that. And uh, I'm glad. And and to Justin's point, I think this is a great first step into bringing the Survivor Series pay per view back to the prominence it had by featuring that match both on the men's and women's side. 
Well, we have a massive super chat from Sega Genesis and Sega Genesis. I, it looks like you're referring to the main event. I hope it's okay if I hold off until the main event so we can chat about it at that time. Uh, but I just want to give you an immediate shout out. Thank you so much for the super chat. You are very, very appreciated and we'll definitely dive into it. I just don't want to jump around the show too much here, but uh, thank you so much for your super chat. Sega, Sega making it rain. Yes, that, this is why right. we up to work, Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the Wrestling Inc. after show sponsored by Sega Genesis. <laughs> yes. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, but let's get into the first match here. The the uh, War Games match. Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross. Uh Bianca kicks things off for her team against Dakota Kai, followed by Io Sky, Asuka, Nikki Cross, who brings weapons into the cage for the first time. Then Alexa Bliss, then Bailey, who adds a ladder and a table. Mia Yim enters and adds trash cans, then Rhea Ripley. And finally, Becky Lynch. Uh, Bliss and Cross get handcuffed to each other and sort of eliminate each other, while Ripley and Mia Yim go through a ladder and eliminate each other there so it's becky and bianca against damage control they work together and bianca takes out bailey and becky takes out the tag champs to get the pin and the win i thought this was an absolutely fantastic uh war games match to kick things off uh jimmy you're nodding your head uh a lot of stuff to to, to take here i'm just gonna ask you um how do you rank this? I mean, I, I don't expect you to like have a top 10 war games matches off the top of your head, but uh, where do you rank this just off the top of your head? Was this like a, an all time great? Was this really good? Was this not so good? How did you feel about this one? It was very good. It, I, I, I don't like ra ranking them like this. This is better than that war games match or this one. Right. I, I just, I just take them as they, as they come. And this one was done really well. It was paced really well. The women worked really hard, but they, they did a lot of good stuff and utilized weapons and did a lot of cool things, but they didn't rush anything. They took their time to tell their stories to do, to get, uh, uh, you know, these little intricate rivalries going on in between, you know, all the cool moments that they had, if you get what I'm saying. So it mm -hmm. wasn't like, okay, we got, we're in, you know, these two rings surrounded by a cage. We've got all these weapons of the ring. Let's go nuts. They did their spots, but they did them and they paced them well and they made everything mean something instead of just trying to, as I, as you hear me say how many times a week, trying to cram 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag. Yeah. They, I thought, I thought the match was well laid out, well paced and uh, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, Justin, to Jimmy's point, I think one of the takeaways I had from this match is that it didn't feel like it was just anarchy in a cage. It felt like there was actually, uh, as we like to say, business being done. Uh, yeah, let me let me let me hit you with four things right here. Uh, first off, off of Jimmy's point, I agree. War games uh, is a is a war games is sexy on paper because uh, you know giant cage, two rings, ten participants. The 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 you know who has the advantage? The, the matches even start until everybody's gotten in. You know, so it's sexy on paper. But to what Jimmy was uh, saying, I'm just going to kind of drive it home here. When you actually have to go out and execute that, the concept is you have to keep the crowd invested for, I mean, I, I don't have the math written down, but for at least 20 minutes or so, at least. Yeah. 
until everybody's in the ring, until a pinfall or submission can even happen. So you have to keep the crowd invested. And again, to Jimmy's point on pacing, you you can't, for, for lack of a better term, blow your load too quick. Mm-hmm. You have to keep the foreplay going. Mm-hmm. So first off, uh, hats off to, to the women on this one for, for doing that. They're put out there. This is the first war games on a Raw and SmackDown situation. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a mismatch of, of their, of, you know, Becky's back and then, and then the throw, you know, the, the, the taking damage control and putting Rhea in there. So it's a little of, you know, piecing it all together and making it feel like, okay, these are, these are, uh, the affiliations are strong, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that real quick. I want to also give a shout out. Number point number two, the intro to the show, the custom Ozzy Osbourne entrance or intro Ozzy, you know, lip syncing, uh, his, his, his the, the, the the war pigs the songs they're using and look if I I love this and this is this got a triple H you know triple H you know he loves his his, his his he loves his classic rock right you know if you're gonna pay the money for the royalties to use a damn song you might as well pay the singer and get him to do some original filming to make it make the event feel big thought it's worth mentioning that was point number two point number three can we all just come to an agreement on what Mia Yim's name is. Yeah. Is right, she Mia Yim? Is she Mint Mint shit? Whatever the I know it's I know it's it translates as as, as crazy to, in Korean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can we just Cole's calling her one thing, Corey's calling her another thing, the graphics saying another? Mm-hmm. Just come to an agreement. Just tell me. I'll I'll go with whatever. Just tell me, whatever it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> point number four here. Uh, I asked both of you: Is there anybody? Can you make an argument for anybody, male or female, whose stock has elevated? Higher and stabilized at that at that at a new height, better than Rhea Ripley in the in the Triple H era. Rhea Ripley, you know everything. We can talk about the stuff with her and Dom and the the, 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 and, the and the video at Ray's house or her performance, even her appearance. Uh, I'm not going to get all creepy, but she's even working a little bit more. She even has more just kind of. Uh, 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 sexuality to some of her ring gear and some of the things she's doing. It really feels like all in all five tool player. Rhea Ripley is feeling every bit of herself and is off and running, asking no questions, just has the answers to what Rhea Ripley, the character needs to be doing. I was thinking about this as watching. I was like, man, I can't think because you know, we saw her do some WrestleManias under, under the Vince era, mm-hmm. and, but it, it still even felt like it's kind of forced. Are all parties on the same page? after everything i saw this week thanksgiving videos and all and then tonight rhea ripley just feels like she has been the biggest benefactor of triple h creative and and one real quick thing uh to that point when uh, taking care of someone like that in a match like this where her team ends up taking the loss how do you protect her i thought they did a great job with the 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 mist to mm-hmm. to her to take her out of the the potential of making a save during a finish or anything like that. I thought it was a very good way to take her out of the match without doing any damage to her or her team. Yep. And you're right. The the people who were built up as being unstoppable still feel unstoppable and they still look unstoppable. I don't feel like even the losing team, no one felt like they just got beat up and like, oh, they look like chumps now. Like they mm-hmm. they all look great. I now I still want to see Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. That got put over. Uh, I want to see now uh, Asuka versus uh, Rhea Ripley. You know, I want to see these matches that all now I can move from this on to the next thing. Um, 
And I, I just think that this all works out perfectly. And I loved seeing Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch team up and take out damage control. That was a perfect kind of comeuppance moments for the bad guys where the good guys got together and they finally worked together. It felt very uh, Marvel uh, when Iron Man and Captain America decided to team up again and go, okay, we're going to team up and take out the bad guys. It was just a cool like moment within this match and, and a great way to kick things off. Uh, I want to say that I feel like quietly Nikki cross was kind of the MVP of this match in a lot of ways. I mean, she brought in the weapons. She did the first dive off the top. She was doing a lot of the crazy stuff that sort of made it fun. Now are people going to look back and say, this was Nikki cross's moment. No, is she going to get a world title shot after this because of it? No, but I do think that she, she quietly, was the glue that held a lot of this together, especially before everyone was in the ring. Um, I, I'll start with you, Justin. Do you have an MVP of this match? I don't. I mean, I, you know, again, I just praised Rhea, but I don't... I, again, that was based on more than just this match. I know. I mean, not one woman to me. I'm sorry. Not, not, there's mm-hmm. no one woman that stood mm-hmm. out in this match. Ask me and the guys. I think we can talk about that one. Oh no. yeah, you know, but no, but this one no, but but that's not a bad thing. I I think I think all I think all the ladies tonight, um, in the dynamics that there was, they all brought yeah. something. They all, they they all left this match, going into month, going into the next, you know, week of programming. All matter. Like I I, I, I could make an I, I could write an essay on why each of them matter to some point. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say no. There's not an MVP, but that's okay. Because this this needed to be a uh, this needed to be a, a you know a group effort to advance the division. Jimmy, I I love this match. I already said, but I, if I was going to ask a critical question here going mm-hmm. forward, I have a little bit of a fear that it looks like damage control has sort of been bumped off of the top of the mountain as far as next contenders, and the top two people seem to be Becky Lynch and Bianca, which I've already seen a ton of times Hmm. going forward. Does it feel like they've kind of put themselves into that corner again, or do you think that they can find different directions to go and still make it work? I think they could find different directions. Yeah. It's they've got that deep a division and that talented a roster where they can do it. It's just a matter of how you tell that story, where you go, what happens on Monday night is going to be critical, especially like you said, in what direction they go with all these ladies, because as Justin said, all these ladies came out of this better than when they went into it. All Mm -hmm. of them, all of them, like you said, Justin, all of them matter. All of them have meaning. Now it's a matter of how you blend these different stories together and, and continue to tell the story with the ladies. And keep in mind, you know, as now that we go, now that this paper, now that this premium love event is uh, in the books, we go into a long stretch. There is no December event. There is no day one New Year's Day event as as, as uh, previously earlier mm-hmm. in the year mm-hmm. thought to be. So we are all roads lead to Royal Rumble, which is not till late January. So that's a lot of time in the WWE universe uh, having, you know, a Raw and SmackDown every week. It's a lot of time, so that 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 means there's time to build things and have payoff matches on Raw or SmackDown. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done until you get to Royal Rumble, uh, until the Road to Mania starts. So, um, I mean, maybe that that I mean that that's a that's a wide open canvas creatively of what they want to do between now and end of January. 
Yeah, I, I do want to say too. Uh, you, you've seen some in some cases where a wrestling company will throw a bunch of people into a big match, and the hope is that maybe some of them stick and they have something to do afterwards. You sort of build that division. It feels like what WWE just did is showed ten people in this division that if you said by the time Royal Rumble comes around, any one of those ten is going to be in a world title picture, I would say that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like. No, every single one of them I could see as a contender now. And I think that that is such a, a big statement for that division right now. It's because AEW would take that in a heartbeat if they could buy it. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. I, I didn't want to say AEW, but I was thinking of them with the, Oh, the just, say it, just say it. Uh, just say it. We know, know you're on the WWE payroll. Come on. You're on the <laughs> payroll. God, Jack, I wish uh, I was <laughs> Jack, Jack WWE you. farmer. Just say yeah. it. Listen, I'll tell you, if any one of those guys calls me and offers to put me on that payroll, I will shill for you. Just give me the phone call. <laughs> 203 <laughs> is calling you now. Just go there ahead and go. say it. Yeah, if you see 203 area code on your phone, answer it right away. Listen, that 203 area code calls, I will shill as much as they need me to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, uh, we got another super chat here that uh, might get people a little, uh, a little fired mm-hmm. up. Actually, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's hold on to it. Sheed Black, I see your uh, your super chat. I'm going to wait until we get to the Lashley match so we can seamlessly fit it in there. Uh, there for now, tease. What a tease. Well, that's a tease. So tune in after this commercial break. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. The Bullet Club leaders collide, and we have the OC and the Judgment Day basically eliminate themselves early on. Uh, the story here is Finn hurts his leg, and AJ tries to take advantage. AJ gets the edge and hits the phenomenal forearm and gets the win. Jimmy, did this one deliver for you? It definitely delivered for me in in many ways. These guys told a great story in the ring. They had a heck of a match. And what I liked about it was the intensity and the emotion that you felt from these guys. And you can see in their faces. It shows you so much more. You know, we know what they can do in the ring. From a talent mm-hmm. level, but showing the, those facial expressions, showing how much they cared about what they were doing, uh, that meant a lot to me as well in the storytelling and the progression of the match. And also with the OC and the uh, uh, Judgment Day uh, seconds at ringside, them getting there, having their little moment where they got into the brawl and then kind of extricated themselves from the match. So we right. didn't have to worry about them getting involved in the finish. Uh, yes. I, thought, I thought overall this match delivered big time. And again, it's it's one of those deals where, despite the fact that uh, Finn, Finn Balor lost the match, he didn't lose anything in stature. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I like your point about how they got out. They got rid of everybody without it being the obvious, like everyone to the back from the referee. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt very natural. But Justin, if I could go back in time like a year and without saying the alignment of anybody, if I just said, you're going to have the good brothers, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. And Dominic Mysterio is going to be the most hated person out there. What would you say? Hey, man, he's, I, I would be shocked. I mean, he's, he is the heat magnet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I predict that in, uh, what, about four months' time when we are doing our WrestleMania podcasting time, uh, we're going to be – we're going to be speaking highly uh, of Dom and where he's at on the card. <clears throat> you know, overall, uh, I got a good and a bad with this. Um, this match was good. 
And everything Jimmy said, I won't rehash, but I, but I, I definitely liked. I liked the fact that they got the extra participants out of there equally. Just you know, fight through the crowd, crowd pop. That's that's that's, that's, a, that's an easy cheap pop. Mm-hmm. Go into the crowd, everybody gets excited, gets them out of there, whatever. Um, the match was good. I mean, how is it not going to be good between these two guys, right? So, and what does it say when your number two match? And for and for people wondering what I say, number mm-hmm. two. You know, uh, you know the, the philosophy is when you're doing a show, uh, and, and Jimmy, cut me off at any point here because you're, you're better equipped to tell me this, but when you're doing a show, your main event's number one, your opener's number two. You want to start the show just as hot. That that the, the second match tends to be where if you have any doubt of something, that's where, you, that's where it traditionally gets slotted. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 popcorn match or all the different phrases for it. So, you know, if you have a premium live event and your second match of the night is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, I'm gonna say that you got a pretty good card on paper. Uh, you know, you got a pretty good roster. They delivered. The one the the biggest critique I got to give, and this is coming straight from me, so maybe I'm just on an island of my own. Uh, I buy Finn and Judgment Day together. Judgment Day together has become a real force that runs Monday Night Raw. I am still not all the way sold Finn on his own singles match as a heel. I know they're trying elements. They've they've slowed the music down so it's not fan friendly to be user participant of you know raise your hands up at certain points. He's got the the the, the gothic black leather mask. They're, he he and, and he and the collective they are trying. But there's still something when I see his face, it's still a I still perceive baby face when I see his face. Uh, he's got abs that I would kill somebody for. <laughs> and, you know, and he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, what I'm getting at is I, 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 in a singles match, I still don't all the way buy him as, as a guy that I want to see get his ass kicked. Um, so that's that's my biggest critique is I, is I still look at Finn Balor and I look at him as a baby face. Who, if he's not getting over fully as a babyface, okay, then it was it was his alter ego, dark ego, the demon that gets over still as a face. That was my biggest. That was my struggle was in, in the character wise is, is him by himself. But you know, collectively as Judgment Day, uh, Judgment Day compared to where they were six months ago when Edge was hurt and all the stuff kind of changed and, mm-hmm. and and Cody got hurt and everything really detoured. Uh, Judgment Day, you know, truly is you know again stock up here yeah i'm kind of with you on this justin i think because aj's always been a little gray area as far as you know good guy bad guy uh, and how we view him um and i guess watch this like on paper it was a great match like as a wrestling fan this is the kind of wrestling match you like to see but i also was watching thinking this isn't the end like they're gonna this is gonna continue on on monday so this feels more like a raw match than it feels like a survivor series match. Um, and without a, another premium live event for another two months, I was like, it felt a little bit like, Oh, this feels. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to downtown's healthcare, nine fifty seventeenth 17th street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
I guess I didn't feel like we talked about stakes. I didn't feel like the stakes were very high. Like uh, AJ got the win, but I don't, I'm not like, oh man, the world is oyster now. I just keep think, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure Judgment Day is going to interrupt him on Monday and we'll pick it up continue, from there. Continue from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Both you guys, I, I get that point. And, and I think part of the problem was if you're just tuning in because, you know, let's say as a casual fan, I, I know people say that's a lapsed term now. There's no such thing. And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Hardcore tuning in. But let's just say you're you're someone who's trying to get back into it and you tune in and you're not very familiar with the characters we just saw in this match. If it wasn't for commentary telling you, mm-hmm. Just watching the match, you couldn't tell who the heel was and who the babyface was. I, I think despite the fact AJ, uh, you know, like you said, sometimes there's that gray area. With Finn Balor, what he needs to do is show that this, despite the fact that he could win a match clean, he's not going to. He's, he's mm-hmm. going to take shortcuts. Be, be that cheap heel kind of thing. Which you're right. Finn does not, he doesn't take... He doesn't do the low blow or the cheap shot as much as you think he would mm-hmm. in that situation. And real quick, as Jimmy mentioned, now I, I had a note, uh, a sidebar note. My my, my paper's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Michael Cole in commentary. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole and Michael Cole's always been able to do this. Yeah. It's just a matter of what he's instructed or allowed to do. The, uh, God, I, I love the backstory that he is is able to provide. He did it for this match, particularly given the backstory of the Bullet Club of new japan wrestling mm-hmm. why aj and finn matter the the, the cross and, and everybody with the, the the whole history of the bullet club and and and, and their interactions um to jimmy's point again if you are casual if you're somebody who tunes in tunes out whatever and are tuning in you know michael cole if you're if you're listening at least he gave you a really good crash course and a 30 second soundbite mm-hmm. of the history of these two guys without having to toss to a video package uh, and, and he did a lot of other good stuff the rest of the night, which maybe we'll get to, maybe we don't. But um, I'm a big Michael Cole fan. I just mm-hmm. I think that he, I think he's the I think he's great under whatever parameters he's told to work under. I think he again previous, uh, he you know he did what he had to do and he survived. Obviously being a lead guy for so many years, and he's still a lead guy now under this creative, and he, <laughs> he just he just flourishes yeah. with with what he's able to do and the way he tells stories. He's, I, I always, I guess just cause of like when I grow, grew up, you know, I never thought of him as like the voice of WWE, but mm-hmm. just, he's been doing it for so long. I'm realizing that, no, I'm just getting old and need to realize that he's, he's the voice of WWE. Like, you know, there's that part of me that's like, oh no, Jim Ross, you know, he's the voice. Of, but I, I don't know. Michael Cole has been the guy for like, has it like 20 years at this point? Like, that's amazing. Has anyone else I mean, he's the longest in WWE, right? Like straight. Like as far as like he's he's never really been in. There's never been an interruption where I think. Well, because prior to him, the prior to him, I mean, prior to him, there was never the uh, solid commitment to one person. Prior right. to him, Jr. had it for the Attitude Era with Jr. and King. Mm-hmm. Right. But even even as great as that was, that was really only concentrated about a three about a, about a three year, four year period, depending right. on if we want to get funny. Yeah. Prior right. to that. You know, you have the transition of Vince as an announcer off off as an announcer into the on-screen Mr. McMahon character. Gorilla and Bobby, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, Gorilla was, you know, you know, you get to the early 90s, you know, sometimes some shows Gorilla was the lead, some shows it was Vince. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then prior to that, you know, so yeah, I mean, my yeah, look, Michael Cole has a longevity. He just yeah. is, yeah, really good. He's he, just, he's just awesome. He is. He's very good. Yeah, I like I said, I, just, I was having that like realization of, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's like when you're like, no, Joe Montana is the greatest football player of all time. You're like, ah, I don't know. Tom Brady's actually mm-hmm. kind of taking that uh, that mantle. Yeah. Uh, we move on though to uh, the women's championship match: Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Uh, Ronda kind of dominates until a lucky shot from Shotzi uh, puts her in control. They take things outside as they come back in. Ronda gets the advantage and taps out Shotzi. This one felt pretty straightforward. Justin um, Ronda gets the win. I feel like Ronda was the favorite to begin with. Uh, any uh, takeaways from this one? You said this felt pretty straightforward this felt this felt pretty flat um i gotta poo poo this part of the show i'm sorry mm-hmm. I, I don't ronda rousey has and i'm not saying this is on her but this is just on again the, just the situation she has lost to me so much of the it factor she once had Mm-hmm. Rewind to WrestleMania 31. I was there. Santa Clara, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 2015. That moment when The Rock's having his back and forth with Rock, or uh, excuse me, with uh, uh, H and Stephanie, mm-hmm. and then you know, Rock's not, you know, Rock gets smacked by Steph. He's not going to hit a woman, and he brings Ronda in. You know, and we knew Ronda was a fan of wrestling. We knew that she, you know, at the time, she's the dominant MMA female performer. There was just such a countdown for when is she going to become a WWE superstar, and then it finally happens, and 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 she has a match at Mania. She appears at Rumble, she has a match at Mania. There was such press and hubbub. That crowd tonight, it was so flat when she came. That Boston crowd really did not react to her and the match. I'm sorry, the match was just not real good. It wasn't. Um, I don't, I don't have the magic formula of what needs to be done to bring it back up, but for being the baddest woman in MMA at one point, which she was, she was a, yeah, you know, like pay-per-view is kind of dying out, right? Obviously WWE is always ahead of the curve and we're now in premium live event territory where you sell your stuff to streaming. Uh, and WWE was ahead of the curve when pay-per-view was the start in the eighties and in the nineties. She was the last big pay-per-view draw. She was the last Mike Tyson. If you're going to buy the, the tune-in to see her drop somebody in 30 seconds. <laughs> Jimmy, that's gone. Yeah, I do not feel that at all. She feels like just somebody else. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, go ahead, Jack. Well, yeah, to, to, to that point, Justin, it's, it's funny. I was texting my my pal, Flobo Boyce, who we chat about wrestling all the time, and I was saying uh, – does Ronda Rousey and Jimmy, I'll, I'll send this to you. Is does Ronda Rousey still have that as it like mainstream crossover appeal, or has she been do- in wrestling long enough that any eyeballs she was going to bring, she's brought, and it's there's not really much there anymore as far as what she is beyond wrestling. 
No, I wish I had the right answer for you guys too, because there's something missing there. Even my wife who was watching, who's down here watching the pay-per-view with me when Rhonda came out, she says she doesn't, it, she didn't see what, what's the big deal about her. She's not very familiar with them, of course, with MMA and that sort of stuff. But I said, you know, she came from the world of MMA. She was the baddest woman on the planet, that sort of stuff. And, and she goes, I, well, I don't see it. And I think that spoke volumes right there that, that she doesn't see it. And I don't know, uh, it, in my mind, the pairing of her and uh, Shayna Baszler makes sense. But at the same time, you know, I think it takes away from her. What has Shayna Baszler accomplished in the WWE world? Exactly. Other than the fact that she also came from the world of MMA but never was never built up the way Rhonda was. So it's like, she's, she's taking a step back to associate herself with, with Shayna Baszler because Shayna Baszler wasn't built up to way maybe she could have been. Mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch. She can wear every day for movement, whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what's interesting, though, when they're backstage or when they're talking, if you didn't know anything about wrestling or who either of these people were, I would say, I think Shayna Baszler feels like the bigger star. If you didn't know anything about either of them and you just saw how they were well, like that's, acting. That's a, that's a huge problem. <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah. like Shayna Baszler looks more comfortable in what she's doing. I feel like the way she carries herself feels like she is the person who's supposed to be the star. Again, if you didn't know who these people were, right. I think that Baszler would be the one that stands out uh it, it, I, I, it feels like the struggle of um i mean i guess we could all agree ronda was the heel tonight right right okay she's positioned as the heel tonight she has the her heel back up in Shayna, and she's against a baby face on the on the baby face side of the fence and and shotzi but i don't feel like ron i, I don't feel like ronda's comfortable I, mm-hmm. I I feel like she came in and she felt she wanted the, the again. I'm going back to my my uh, mania 31. Mm-hmm. I feel like she sees herself in having that kind of uh, you know kind of adulation and 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 what have you. And the crowd hasn't responded that way. So okay, so you audible, you pivot, 
uh, you know, hello, die, Rocky, die. You pivot, make the rock. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's embraced that pivot. I, I, I don't. And again, this is just my opinion. If Rhonda's watching right now and she's ready to punch through the screen and, and armbar me, whatever. As long I, as she likes, comments, and shares, subscribes. That's right. all I ask. Yes. Uh, hey, Rhonda, <laughs> you got a little bit of coin. Hit a super chat. Why will you? There you go. But I don't feel like she's embracing the situation she's in. Mm. Yeah. Um, to, I, I, to draw, I'm sorry, to draw an analogy, when you look at someone like a Brock Lesnar, regardless of whether he was uh, a baby face or a heel, he, he seemed to embrace that heel persona. And, yeah. and it, it, he took it in. I'm just doing a quick comparison here. And now that Justin mentioned it that way, I could see what he's talking about. And, and I'm, and I, I feel the same way now. I, 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 you know, trying to put, you know, you're trying to put two and two together. And we just figured out that uh, heel is not maybe where she's her comfort level yet. She may be able to get there. I mean, like we talked about Dominic Mysterio earlier, he's embraced it. Maybe this will work for her eventually, but she has to, she needs some coaching, some help or something. We, uh, we got a few super chats here. I want to get to Uh, Mick cloud says I was at the show tonight and the crowd wanted Sasha banks. I feel like that's every crowd uh, these yeah. days. Well, well plus the hometown for her, right? She's hometown, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that would definitely make sense. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's know if there was any uh, any other fun crowd reactions that you noticed being there live. Yeah, and, and 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 really quick about that women's match, it, it, I I don't like smooth where it looks smooth and choreographed. But again, there is a, a smoothness to a match where things don't look like jumbled and cluttered and yeah. they just did not mesh well together uh, in the ring. And there were also some situations involving Shayna Baszler where I thought uh, even the, even commentary had to make the statement where, wow, the referee's letting a lot go here where it could have been in other circumstances, a disqualification. I think they, they let some things slide that shouldn't have gone. Yeah, so, it was, it looked rough. I never like to, to judge too much on how, what happens in the ring. Cause there's sometimes stuff you don't know about, or, or they're working around things that you may not know, but it did feel like we'll say the chemistry wasn't there between the, yeah. between it, the two. There were, there were spots of the match where it felt like they, they couldn't agree what they were getting ready to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it looked, it looked rough. Uh, mm-hmm. We have another one. Kevin uh, Valentin says Rhonda needs one of the horsewomen. No, she doesn't. No, that's. I mean, she has. Isn't Shayna one? That's not the. I mean, Kevin, thank you for the for the for the for the two bucks. But it's just all in presentation. It's not a match. Like she has Shayna there. It's just. Mm-hmm. I go back to it. It doesn't feel like. Rhonda is on the same page with how the crowd is reacting to her, with how she's being presented. There's, there's, there is a disconnect somewhere. I'm not saying Rhonda doesn't belong. Far from it. She's a physically fit, effing awesome athlete who loves the business, who can do it. All that means, yes, you keep her signed and under contract there. But it's it, then it comes to okay, how do we use her? What's the story behind it? I feel like that's the miss here. Yeah. I feel like whatever story you know, since she's been there, it's always been she's Ronda freaking Rousey from the MMA world. That's kind of just I, I think fizzled out. I, I don't. I, t- I think Jack posed the question earlier. 
I don't think she's bringing any new eyes at this point anymore. Mm-hmm. So if she is now completely entrenched in the pro wrestling world, if we've gotten all, if we've milked all of the MMA new viewers out of her, we need to reset. We need to reinvent her character and her presentation because as it is right now, the Boston crowd of 15,000 plus was just pretty flat. I also, I, I don't like the idea of someone, especially if you're supposed to be the champion or the top star in your, in your division that they need something. I feel like that's a, a bad sign. You know, Roman Reigns, for instance, if the bloodline broke up tonight, Roman Reigns is still Roman Reigns. You know, Brock Lesnar lost Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar was just fine. You know, I think if you're the top person and you need other people there to put you there, then you're probably just not the top person. Hmm. Um, but uh, we have a few more here. We got a, a couple of them coming in. Uh, Kevin continues to say, I met a WWE horsewoman to help carry the storyline and guide her through a match. Uh, no, that, I, I understand what you're trying to say, Kevin, but at the same time, you, you, you know, um, maybe they get to that point eventually, but at this, you know, she needs to, 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 she needs to feel where she's going as well. She, it's not going to take someone else. Like one of the horsewomen could help her. I mean, obviously because it takes two to tangle in the ring and that sort of thing. But at the same time, you know, she has to feel comfortable doing what she's doing. And Mm -hmm. to Justin's point, she didn't look comfortable out there tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, and again, I think if you're the if you're going to be the face of the brand, you shouldn't need somebody. Because if you need someone, then that person should be the face of the brand, not not you. There you go. Uh, um, but then we also have uh, a few other ones about this. Uh... Oh, we also got this one. Uh, this one's been sitting here for a while. Uh, Sridip, thank you so much for being patient. By the way, uh, love from India. Missed the pay per view. Now watching this review for catching up as Wrestling Inc. reviews are my go-to for every review after every pay-per-view and weekly show. Sradeep, thank you so much for watching. That's awesome. It's got to be uh, early in the day for you over there. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Or late at night. I don't know how that works. (laughs) I don't know how time works. (laughs) Uh, India is is ahead. Well, Jack, you're way behind Jimmy and I, so you're... Yeah, I think I think yeah. he's probably on a different day than you are. He's on a different day of the calendar. It's probably but, like uh, seven or eight hours, I think. For that's actually. awesome, though. Spread the word. I mean, if you're here in yeah. India, you're watching. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, we we move on to the um, to the next bit, and mm-hmm. we have uh, Sheed Black, who's been very patient with uh, the super chat. Says Survivor Series sucked, except for the main event and the Lashley match. Uh, which brings me to Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins started fast, never let up. Some uh, crazy near falls and big moments, but it ends with a spear from Lashley, mid-Falcon arrow from Rollins, and Theory falls onto Rollins to get the pin. Uh, Justin, I want your thoughts on Sheed Black's comment, as well as if this is a new theory, is this the way he should win the U.S. championship? Uh, well, she black. Look, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think Survivor Series sucked. I think you have to go into it expecting what you expect, but you know, your opinion is your opinion. Um, I think this match, I think to your point, Jack, or to your question, Jack, yes, this was the perfect finish for Austin Theory. Triple threat, 
If you ask guys and girls, and you got to put together a triple threat match, it can be hell. If you have straight heel versus face, there's a formula. You work off the formula. You don't reinvent the wheel. You just you, you, you have your you have your basis. You listen to the crowd. <laughs> you work. Three people, it can get really dicey. I thought all three of these, and mind you, all three of these gentlemen worked really well, made for an entertaining match. It's the highest singles match we're going to have on the night. And you and, and this this match really kind of illustrated the generational crossroads we are at right now. You have Bobby Lashley, age forty six, started on on Raw and SmackDown at in two thousand five. Seth Rollins, age thirty six, started in twenty twelve. Austin Theory, age twenty five, started in twenty twenty one. So you really just have this great intersection of of generations and to have theory win it in such a cheap mm-hmm. way without him doing the cheapness it was just kind of happenstance uh, i thought this was really well done um you know theory lost that money in the bank briefcase but it is clear the office is still behind him they just felt the money in the bank puts too much pressure on him needing to do something right now. They are clearly behind him, mm-hmm. slow playing his rise to the top of the mountain. And, and and I thought this was this was done. And look, go back and watch this. For those of you who are listening to us as your resource, thank you. Go cue this match up. Go to the finish. They took more replays on the reaction of the crowd mm-hmm. than any other match. Jimmy, this crowd was all in all shock and and shaking mm-hmm. their friend next to them and holy essence, you know, whatever. We're, 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 Raj doesn't care. Holy shitting them. <laughs> I mean, the reactions <clears throat> told the story. Yeah. We got people up on this match. Mm-hmm. No, it no. You're absolutely right because uh, now you know coming up with a creative finish, especially for a heel nowadays, is very difficult to do because they've pretty much seen everything, and then you try to think too far outside the box, and you go, "Oh, that was just that would never happen." This worked perfectly. The right guy went over in the at the right time under in the right circumstance. I think he he needed this big time because you know that, like you said. Justin, that that money in the bank briefcase uh, ended up being more like an anchor than than a flotation device, so to speak, to, to, to help keep them afloat. So um, th- th- this worked out perfectly uh, uh, for everyone involved. It protected everybody involved, and you know, you talked about the expressions on faces in the crowd, which was perfect. You know, getting those shots, but the guys in the match sold the expressions well too. You looked at Bobby's face going. What no, Bobby's like, what the hell? That's me. I did that kind of look. You know what I mean? And Seth is going, what the heck just happened? You know, and it, it, everybody played their part perfectly in this one. So we got a super chat from Sega Genesis. Um, thank you again, Sega. This is says the mistake was Vince having theory win money in the bank. He was never going to cash in on Roman and to even make it a halfway palpable possibility. It could have convoluted the bloodline story. Triple H is rebuilding him instead. So I would I want to get your thoughts on that, uh, Justin. But also, if I'm the 
you know, they could have, would have, should have done this guy. Could they not have just had Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins tonight and then Theory cash in and take the United States Championship that way tonight? Um, you know, yeah, you could have, it's the, you know, different ways to skin a cat, but, um, I overall, I agree with Sega's point though. I think that, I think that Vince and, and the mindset at the time was look, no, nobody doubts Austin theory is a star, mm-hmm. you know, Vince sees it. Triple H sees it. I think John Cena, I think, I, I think you could look at, you could call on anybody who's anybody. They're all going to say, this kid's got it. This kid's going to be around. This kid's somebody to build around. So I, I don't fault uh, Vince and the office at the time for giving him the money in the bank. Um, and at the same time, you don't know, okay, like, all right, how long is the other one in the bank? You know, is Roman still champion? Whatever. Um, I just think that, you know, Triple H got, he inherited what he inherited. He sees that you have what you have with Roman Reigns, and that is a spectacular thing, which we'll get to in a second. It just didn't make sense for theory. So let's get that off of him. As you said, Jack, kind of an anchor, but let's not push him to the back of the line because that's not what we want to do either. And and so, uh, you know, Austin Theory is a player. Austin Theory is going to remain a major player. He is. Um is he going to be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns? I don't think so. But I think that whoever dethrones Roman Reigns, whenever that is, Austin Theory is creeping right behind them. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, the other side of the coin here, uh, I, I was being the pessimistic coulda, woulda, shoulda guy. And now I'm being the positive guy here. Everyone says there was no way Austin Theory was beating Roman Reigns. But, you know, two guys yeah. who might? is Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. And now they're clear for takeoff in the Royal Rumble. And exactly. neither of them is tied down to the U.S. title. Exactly. Like you're, you're opening up possibilities and you're going to have people guessing and you can work your way to different uh, thoughts and ideas and storylines. Even if if it's not for the Royal Rumble, you can have uh, at least one of them take you to WrestleMania or take you to the rumble and then to WrestleMania or whatever the case may be. So it kind of, for now takes him out of that picture, but I'm still looking forward to seeing how this title reign, this U S title reign works out for someone like Austin theory and and the creative ways he manages to hang on to that championship. Uh, Sega adds on Jack. I think triple H was going for the rebuilding of his character, make him hit rock bottom, lose the selfies and goofiness pick himself back up and start a growing rebirth. I agree. And I think yeah. it is a good way to break that off. And, you know, as Taylor Swift said, shake it off, and, you know, mm-hmm. do the next thing um, here. How's that for a six year old pop culture <laughs> reference? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, perfect there. And uh, Sheed Black adds, uh, Justin, I think your elaborate explanation anchors down my opinion. There we go. Okay. Perfect. And then, uh, Oz, I see your super chat. I will get to that. That's that's like an end of the show wrap up kind of comment. So I'll put that there at the end, uh, if that's okay with you. And then, um, and then Dylan gives us our uh, Australian correspondent, Dylan the GIF King, says Isa got the last question at the press conference today. So oh, we'll nice. have to go check that out. Uh, Demon Diva putting the work and putting in the miles. How do I get a ticket out to the show? Wrestling Inc. Raj. Mm. Hmm? You have to name your dog Roman. 
I guess that's what I got to do. So, uh, uh, so we get to the main event of the evening. We got a few backstage segments. Uh, Jay tells Roman about Sammy talking with Kevin Owens. So Roman says he's going to talk with Sammy. Roman asks Sammy about it. Sammy admits everything. And they say, hey, we're going to see what happens at the uh, in the main event. So uh, we get the main event. We start with Jay Uso versus Butch. Then Ridge comes in. Jimmy is about to come in, but Roman stops him and sends in Sammy instead. Mm-hmm. Sammy saves Jay at one point. Drew McIntyre enters next. Then Jimmy, then Kevin Owens. We get the KO and Sammy stare down before Solo Sokoa comes in next, then Sheamus, then Reigns, and then the match starts. Story here is Jay super kicks Sammy and doesn't seem bothered by it, but after the ring gets cleared, we have KO and Roman Reigns showdown. KO gets the stunner, but Sammy stops the ref. KO and Sammy stare down again, and Sammy uppercuts Kevin Owens right in his balls before hitting a haluva kick so Jay Uso could get the pin and the win. That is uh, how the show ended, and I want to say a super chat to kick things off, and we'll go with you on this one, Jimmy. Sega Genesis, the uh, sponsor of tonight's episode, uh, not to be confused with the gaming system, uh, but the individual Sega Genesis says, I've been watching wrestling for a bit over 30 years. Watch the Monday Night Wars and all. That was one of the greatest endings to a match that I've ever seen. I say that without hesitation, and this is the best storyline that I've seen since the Monday Night Wars. Jimmy, you've been around for some time, and you've seen a lot of them. How do you feel about Sega Genesis comments? Remember, Sega is our sponsor. No, no, (laughs) that's a great comment, uh, Sega, and appreciate the the Super Chat, first of all. But uh, that ending was great in many ways, and a lot of it, again, was with the emotion that was being showed by Sami Zayn, the conflict. You know, and of course, we talked about commentary, putting stuff over, you know, Michael Cole, or or was it Corey Graves? making the statement that, you know, Kevin Owens was the best man at Sammy's wedding. These guys were great friends and now he's turning his back on him and you can see how conflicted and how torn Sammy felt, even though he did the dirty deed, the, the uppercut to the nuts and then the, the halluva <laughs> kick, you know, and, and still. Jimmy well, said like, nuts. Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. That is the best moment in my entire career of anything <laughs> wrestling is hearing Jimmy say that, by the way. And then, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Uh, but and then, you know, everybody, cel- the, the winning team is celebrating, but you can still see the, the, the questioning on, on, on Sammy's face. It's great story. And what happens going forward again? Now I'm looking forward to see how uh, Sammy conducts himself on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, Justin, I mean, I think that this is, uh, as my friend stat guy, Greg says, this is cinema. I feel like we're seeing with the bloodline. Yeah, it really is. You know, earlier there was an, a question about an MVP of the women's match and I couldn't give it. And I'll give you an MVP of this match. Absolutely. Sami Zayn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I'm, I'm blocked by Sami Zayn on Twitter. I think <laughs> because once upon a time, I, I, it's somewhere it said on a show or whatever. And, and whether I tweeted or whatever, I, this is you know, six, seven years ago. I thought that he did come off too generico. He did come off too, uh, just whatever, just, just paper boy, I don't know. He, he yeah. didn't stand out and, and whatever. And so sorry, Sammy, that didn't sit well with you. <laughs> but I'm here to say now, 
He's the MVP of Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, War Games is, you know, War Games has such history. The four horsemen are basically the founding fathers of the heel pillars of War Games. So mm-hmm. you need to have story and emotion and dynamics playing there. And obviously that happened here with the bloodline. And Sami Zayn, he captained it. He led the flag. Obviously, Roman is the leader of the bloodline, but Sammy and the dynamics, he led it here. And this was, it was just tremendous work all the way around. And I mean, imagine a couple of years ago, if I would have said to you guys, <laughs> Sammy Zayn versus Jay Uso is going to have the singles match payoff and backstory that's going to be potentially a high-featured WrestleMania match. We all would have gone, what? (laughs) Right. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? But no. (laughs) Right now, the way it's, the way that what tonight happened and the fact that we have no premium live event until Rumble and etc., it is very plausible that a WrestleMania featured match is going to be Jey Uso versus Sami Zayn with a rich, rich, rich backstory leading into it. That, if you told me that, I would say somebody has been playing WWE 2K and let their universe mode go crazy a little too long because that is the most ra- that'd be the most random matchup you could think of. Uh, but you're right. It's it's great storytelling. Something I love is is a wrestling nerd, and mm-hmm. and I always say I was a, I was a big fan of WCW uh, growing up. So I love War Games is one of my favorites. So many major moments in War Games history are people abandoning their teams or stabbing their team in the back. Or you know, I always think of uh, Kurt Hennig slamming the door on Ric Flair or Sting abandoning the team because they didn't trust him. You know. But this was the story that you could trust Sam. Like he actually did stick by his team. And, and, and real quick, Jack, it fit because for the first time ever, I think in War Games history, Sammy, who's on the heel side, the first time ever War Games, the heel team didn't have the advantage. The mm-hmm. babyface team mm-hmm. had the advantage, so it led to a perfect comeback story. Of Sammy's able to be the honorary Oos and regroup his honorary brothers. Mm-hmm. When he pulls Jay Uso out of the way and saves him, I I'm gonna show my my nerd side here. Like the, it reminded me of Marvel and back in the original Avengers. I don't know how well you remember this, but there's the scene where the Incredible Hulk he destroys everything. But there's the scene where he catches Iron Man when Iron Man is fallen in the first Avengers, and I had that feeling like he saved him. Yeah, he saved yeah. the team, and it was just a just a cool moment. The whole thing, and this is what pro wrestling is like. Mm. You get caught up in these stories and the characters and the way they interact and the way they connect with each other. I feel like that is such a, it's what I feel like that's what people really fall in love with, with wrestling is when these kind of things are happening you get caught up in the, um, not to go down a, a rabbit hole, but that's always been one of my critiques of like a Bray Wyatt is he has all these stories, but it doesn't actually interact with anybody. They're all just himself where mm-hmm. this is all encompassing all these people and, and there's relationships and there's, 
there's consequences for when one person does something right or wrong. It's, it's just, it's such cool stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm loving every second of it. Uh, Sheed Black adds in uh, great storytelling in the main event. Best thing tonight. Uh, I think we absolutely all agree mm-hmm. with that. Uh, we also got Kevin saying uh, facts. Sammy is the best storyline in wrestling. And the fact mm-hmm. that he's a, a comedy character, essentially, yeah. he's made us all love him so much. He's like a Pixar movie. He's supposed to be funny. Yeah. He's got my heartstrings. Right. <laughs> um, there you go. And then Antoine Fair says, uh, Justin, you stole my comment. I will ask anyway, is the bloodline the modern day four horsemen type stable? I don't I don't like doing the comparison. I mean, you know, yeah. four horsemen to four horsemen. Blood, bloodline is just a great stable in, in mm-hmm. this time. I, I, the comparisons are it's always apples to oranges for so many reasons that we could we could talk all night on this podcast about. Absolutely. Um yeah, it's uh just uh, I I very I'm very curious to see how um I'm very curious to see how uh Raw or SmackDown goes cuz mm-hmm. now and, and Jimmy maybe I'll, I'll pitch this to you. I know we don't do a lot of fantasy booking on this show, but mm-hmm what's the next issue for the bloodline to overcome? They feel stronger than ever. There's, there's no cracks in the armor anymore. No, there doesn't seem to be any cracks, at least in the armor. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe this is Sammy setting them up for something down the road. We don't know. But uh, I, again, that's just something I read in the comment section. Somebody somebody mentioned that real quick, uh, but that's going to be the interesting thing about Monday night when they come out, I could see the bloodline coming out and starting Monday Night Raw because Monday Night Raw usually starts with a promo segment. Have these guys come out and establish their dominance. We are the we are the world, basically singing <laughs> "We Are the World" kind of thing, and 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 have you know Kevin come out and confront his former best friend, and at least have that story going. You know, again, Monday is going to be the story. The 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 tall tale sign of where they're going to lead to going after this. But uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I am because of tonight. Yeah. They, yeah. Su- they survived war games. So the next step is mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it looks like the entire blood bloodline is in, you know, United front and Roman is insulated and is as protected as ever. Like Jimmy said, is he? Mm-hmm. Well, Who's the next to challenge him? Right. Is and, it and, Rock? Is it somebody else? Or, you know, that, you know, that again, then we have a long timeline just until we get to Rumble. So <laughs> that could be interesting of is everybody else in the bloodline? Is the Usos, Sammy, and Solo, are they all in the Rumble? Mm-hmm. Not to win the Rumble to go on a main event WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but to win the Rumble to secure the fact there's going to be no outsider challenging Roman. Mm-hmm. And boy, that could get dicey because egos get greedy and outsider. What happens if, what happens if you have standing in the Rumble solo, mm-hmm. Sammy, Jay and Jimmy, and then, Three, two, one, uh, number 30 comes, and it's the motherfucking rock. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden, oh my god, I'll lose my marble. all of a sudden, 
Right. How steadfast and sturdy is that bloodline when the head of the head of the table <laughs> shows up? Right. I will go bananas if the rock comes out at the rumble. No, this, you have to say you have to say it right. You will go banana. I will go banana, banana if he comes out. It'll be crazy. But it, it Pat definitely booked the end of that triple threat earlier with the uh that was it. Well, we, we, uh, yeah. It, it, and this match, by the way, too, just to wrap it up, the, the main event, it's another one where I feel like any one of those guys in that match could challenge next. I mean, if you said mm -hmm. KO was going to have the match at Rumble, I would get mm -hmm. it. If you said Sheamus, I would get it. Um, uh, Drew, Drew, I would get it. Might be a stretch to say Butcher or Ridge, but uh, I like these guys. The, the, we just got another super chat, but uh, it was something I was going to mention. But go ahead. Yeah, well, let's let's add it in here real quick. Kevin says Cody had a promo. Did WWE plant the seed for him, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I was going to say that while Justin was talking, it popped in my head like who's going to be next for Roman. But they played that great video package, you know, talking about the dream and talking about Cody and all that sort of stuff. And Cody wanting to live uh, live out this legacy in honor of the dream and his dad, you know, second generation wrestler, son of a plumber, you know, that kind of stuff. They hit all the right notes there. Is he going to be next? Could he be the backup plan in case Rock, uh, uh, Rock isn't uh, able to? Because, you know, like, let's face it, he's one of the busiest men in the world right now. That was a uh, very, yeah, lots of different options here. Uh, we have a couple super chats I want to get to before we wrap up now that we're all mm -hmm. caught up with everything. Uh, Social Justice Logic says Triple H has done wonders with the U.S. title when it changes hands. It feels like a big deal now. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin, that is a drum you've been beating for some time. Yeah, it's just, you know, make, make, make the titles all make, I uh, feel, uh, you know, feel a bigger deal worth more and as, especially now um you have a, a you have a guy that's holding both world titles mm -hmm. and roman reigns you need to elevate and make the u.s titles and ic titles feel like bigger deals and, and even when eventually roman will lose and that'll be another mystery when he loses does he lose both world titles does he lose one what's mm -hmm. the situation and whatever they decide to do It'll be a little bit easier if they can cash in on the fact that they have done their work to invest, re or reinvest in the U.S. and IC titles. Uh, we have uh, another one here from uh, Martin, who said Martin Aranga. Let me know if I said that right. Uh, Sheamus first reigns at the Rumble. Sheamus hasn't got his shot to lose to Roman. Uh, Jimmy. I, I don't know. Today, it felt like Sheamus would be a very strong contender for a shot at a title. Yeah, it'd be one of those matches where you could at least say he does have a shot. Like, unlike the women's match worth shots, how many people going into that match said, well, maybe we'll see an upset? You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and because the thing about Seamus is he's built himself up as such a hard-hitting, tough dude that even if he's going to lose, you're like, yeah, but he's going to beat the crap out of yeah. Roman in the process. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it'll it'll be it'll be fun to see. So I I would love to see Sheamus take on uh, Reigns. Yep. Um, 
And then to wrap things up, Oz, I got to give you a shout out. Thank you so much for being patient. Like I said, this just feels like kind of like a show wrap up question. Uh, anyone excited about NXT deadline survivor series this year was good. In my opinion, uh, Justin, uh, it's funny. I was, I was chatting to a friend about deadline in this. I don't know if you follow uh, how close you follow NXT, but, um, the, uh, they're doing this iron survivor match. And I was like, these rules sound so complicated. But then I was watching the rules for <laughs> war games. I was like, war games is pretty complicated if you've never seen war games before. So maybe it'll work. Are you excited for deadline? Uh, I'm not, but admittedly, I, I really have fallen off on um, watching NXT live every week. Mm-hmm. I, of course, if I was doing a podcast, I would be, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So my view of NXT right now is I, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not into it week to week. Uh, there's only so many hours in the day, but I do feel like from what we've seen the last few uh, weeks and months that we have a better, um, there's better synergy of the pipeline of NXT is going to better feed to the Raw and SmackDown. In the past, of course, we saw you could be over like Rover with a character on, on NXT and that could be completely redone repackaged on raw or smackdown and whatever i think i think that's not gonna be the case anymore i think we're i think if it works in xt we're they'll take it to raw smackdown and they'll put the final touches and that'll be that um but i i haven't got so excited to sit and watch nxt week to week right now and that's just again only so many hours in the day that that's Mm -hmm. all that it is it's not a reflection Mm -hmm. on the product it's just it just is what it is Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wrestling on TV, for, yeah, especially is. for us that ch- chat about it and have yeah. to be up to date on a lot of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, there's a there's a lot of good stuff on NXT, but uh, Jimmy, I'd be lying if I said I didn't usually watch it. Usually on Thursdays is when I catch it, and I, I yeah, skip I, through some commercials. And I, I, I hate to admit it too, because and I hate to sound like a broken record, like I'm following along with the the, the gang here, but uh, m- me too, I have to catch it when I can. It's, it's not like destination television for me at this time. And like you said, there is so much wrestling during the week. And, you know, we do the Monday nights. We do the Wednesday nights. You know, SmackDown I take in. And and also, uh, you know, have to – there's other stuff I need to do. You know what I mean? And, and You're I, married. Uh, and I, yeah, well. I didn't want to put it so bluntly, but yes. So, uh, <laughs> Aldra, we love you. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> but you know don't get me wrong there's some good stuff on 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 nxt and and to justin's point i think i like the direction it's going now as opposed to when it first transformed to 2.0 it, it's fun to feel like if you watch nxt uh peek behind the curtain it's fun to say okay i'm watching this mm-hmm. sean michaels is running the day-to-day of this mm-hmm. And he's passing this creative on long term to his best friend Triple H, who's running Raw SmackDown. Mm-hmm. When you put it in those terms, that's really fun because it feels like not only does it logically make sense, but oh my god, two of the best minds and performers in the business. You know, it's not yeah. it's not Joe Schmo who was a jobber for life who somehow found his way into no. You're talking about. Mr. WrestleMania and, you know, Triple I mean, I don't know what the moniker of Triple H is, but you're talking about two of the best. Mm-hmm. So when you put it that way, it makes it very attractive. But 
week to week right now in the grind in the trenches if you're not having a reason to have to watch it live it's a hard sell because there's so much wrestling but as a wrestling fan that's okay yes the fact that i have all this raw and nxt and smackdown and i have this AEW, and that's pretty cool that Mm -hmm. we're we're having to fight over (laughs) what what do we what do we dvr first right right uh so yeah i'll I'll watch Deadline. Um, I don't know what my excitement level is for it right now. Honestly, the thing that's kind of killing NXT for me is I feel like there's a class of people that are all getting ready to get called up. And so it feels a little bit like there's like, we're kind of waiting until Rumble so they can get the surprise entrance. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like, yeah, they're they're on borrowed time. They're going to be on main <laughs> roster any second. And they're just trying to fill time until they, they get that official call. Mm-hmm. Um but it is fun to watch, like uh, I would say, it's fun to watch like college football, where you're like, these are the guys that are going to be big deals, and uh, it's cool to see them before they get there. So, right. um, but that does it for the show. I think this is this was a good show. I think mm-hmm. we had like, some good folks in the chat, lots of super chats. Shout out to everybody, um, Justin. Any final thoughts? And uh, where can the world find you online? I think we said it all. I'll be back with you guys Monday uh, mm-hmm. at Justin Lambar for twitter instagram and whatever else and uh yeah it's it's fun times right now it is really a fun time to be a wrestling fan uh i mean we have so much going on that it's just it's exciting so i'll be be back monday night and monday night's gonna be big as we talked about real quick just to sum it up we have no major event for wwe until the rumble so what do we get this monday and oh by the way we did all this talk tonight we didn't talk about the Miz, or Johnny Gargano, or Omos, or Braun Strowman, or Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. or Santos and Ricochet, who are going to main right. event, or who are going to have the World Cup, and and mm-hmm. uh, Gunther and everyone else. Right, Gunther, and, and, oh, and let's let's throw out other names. Brock Lesnar, right. who can show up. At, like there is so much right now that we did not talk about tonight that mm-hmm. is all potentially fair game, which yeah is very exciting yeah this i i always say the monday before the first monday when royal rumble is the next pay-per-view is when wrestlemania season starts for me Mm. that's that's my time uh that's when i say it starts but uh jimmy any final Mm. thoughts and uh when where can the world find you online no you guys we all said it pretty much all tonight and i I enjoyed the pay-per-view I had, a, I had a good time watching it. I had a good time chatting with it, with you guys. And you can catch us here again. Triple J is back on Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, hey, you can catch me on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday doing my ref and rants. I will have one on Monday. That should be um, – maybe it'll have to do with uh, Survivor Series. Maybe not. We shall see. you got to tune in to find out now. That exactly. is Drinking that coffee with these. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that does it for us. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And uh, you can find all of the Wrestling Inc. stuff at Wrestling Inc. Make sure to tune in for the Raw After Show where these three handsome fellas will be at it again. And of course, there's always the Tuesday NXT After Show, Wednesday <laughs> Dynamite Show, and Friday SmackDown and Rampage Show. We'll see you there, folks. And until then, I don't know. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself.
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.